0: What is up, everybody? We are Rolling Audio here on episode 5 of The Harder Show. And thank you so, so much for clicking that play button. I really, really appreciate it. Things just continue to go awesome. I'm so happy with the way things are going. I know I've said that pretty much at the start of every episode. But guys, I have to because it's just been going so... So much better than I thought it was going to, honestly. And I'm just on cloud nine about it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would give you a hug if I could, but we'll have to make do with a thank you and a microphone fist bump. Yeah, microphone fist bump. We got it. So a couple things before I get into today's episode, Um, one of which being uh, the fact that you guys may not hear me make that podcast joke anymore. Um, and the reason for it is that I discovered um, the other day that that's already a thing. Um, I don't know why when I searched for it before, nothing came up. I thought I was really clever and that it was the funniest joke I've ever made. But uh, unfortunately, the podcast is already a thing. So you know it's kind of kind of crappy <laughs> um but it is what it is i did have some thoughts of uh renaming the show just strictly the podcast and a lot of people were really digging that idea but i don't want to have the same name as anything i want this to be as unique as it possibly can be and in order for me to do that i have to differentiate myself as much as i can i do not want any confusion on SoundCloud, any confusion on social medias or anything like that. I just, I want people to be able to find me the second they want to listen. I want people to be able to search on Google for my show and it pop up right away and then not be confused. You know, why is TJ talking about business or whatever the hell the other thing's about? And I'm not talking smack. I'm just, I'm a little frustrated, (laughs) um, Because, like I said, I was actually throwing the idea around of um, changing the name of the show. So that was kind of of a little thing there. But I love the name The Harder Show as well. So it's all good. And also, if you guys happen to miss it, uh, the other day I went ahead and launched the official Facebook page and Twitter of The Harder Show. So if you guys are looking for a way to keep up with what's going on with the show, but don't have a SoundCloud account, even though I would really recommend getting one, it's a really awesome way, an easy way to stay in touch with everything that's going on on SoundCloud, Um, I'm going to go ahead and post all of the links for every single episode of The Harder Show on both the Facebook and the Twitter the day that it comes out. And I'm also going to put a link in the bios of each of them. The Facebook page and the Twitter. So you guys can come find it anytime you want. You don't have to worry about going on Google or any of that kind of stuff. It just gives you a direct link. So whenever you guys want to hear it, it's ready to go for you. This episode was going to be a wrestling episode. I was going to talk wrestling this entire episode. I was going to talk about some of my favorite wrestlers from the past. I was going to talk about... Some of my current favorite wrestlers, some of my favorite storylines from the past, some of my the current storylines that I think they should either change or why I like them, things like that. I was going to talk about all that. But then, well, something happened in the world of wrestling that uh, I feel I need to talk about on the podcast. And, well, that is the fact that WWE favorite uh, he's probably one of the most over guys I've ever seen in my lifetime, for sure. Daniel Bryan announced on Twitter on Monday that he is retiring immediately from in-ring competition. And uh, that sucks, man. That really sucks. I feel nothing but uh, but sadness for it because walking away from something that you love is impossible to do. But being, in a way, I guess, forced to walk away from something you love is... I can only imagine how difficult that is. Just, I don't even want to ever have to deal with something like that in my lifetime. Um, and he's being forced to do that, you know. They, uh, he's been off for a while. Um, he's had a lot of in- issues with his neck and that, and concussion issues. And WWE was being cautious, and I know he was getting pretty frustrated... But I guess the best way to look at it is the fact that it's a really good thing that they were because, you know, when he went for that last test, basically, they just said to him, you can't get in the ring anymore. You're risking your health and your future if you are going to continue to do this. Kind of like in the same situation with Edge, with his neck injury, they basically said, if you step in the ring again, you could just not walk again. So that's the decision you have to make. and. The not taken out of your hands when it, in the WWE, which I guess in one regard is a is a good thing because a lot of guys would not walk away. I'm sure Daniel Bryan would not have walked away if given the opportunity to continue to wrestle, and that kind of scares me because I don't want anything to happen to uh, to the guy. Obviously, first and foremost, you know he's a human being, he has a family and friends who want to see him help, happy and healthy, and him continuing to wrestle and potentially do more damage to his already damaged brain I guess is just no you you don't want that you got to know when to hang it up and hopefully Daniel Bryan heeds this warning as far as staying out of the ring on independence and things like that I know a lot of people have already said on the internet you know they want him to go to ROH and all this stuff and that, that's just no no, no 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 none of that none of that For his own safety, he needs to stay out of the ring. Um, And that's just the bottom line on it. And, you know, I I wish him nothing but the absolute best in his life. I know he has a lot of passions outside of wrestling. I'm sure he can still do a little bit of jiu-jitsu and grappling and things like that. Probably not in a competitive standpoint, but I'm sure he can just do a little bit of training and stuff like that. I'd love to maybe see him down in NXT. You know, I'm not sure to the extent of how much training he could potentially do, but I mean, man, put him with some of the smaller guys down there and I feel like he would do an amazing amazing job. I really do. And hopefully he uh he can find some way to still be involved in the wrestling business because he was uh he was an amazing talent. You know that he was a great guy deep down and it just sucks, you know. It's uh, it's a crappy thing. But talking about Daniel Bryan, I figured I would just completely dedicate this episode to uh, to him and the uh, hashtag Thank You Daniel Bryan that's going down right now, which is really cool. So, talking about Daniel Bryan, kind of uh, quick little things here. I, I noted that I I enjoyed from his career. Um, obviously his uh, his first. Uh, we sorry, excuse me. World heavyweight championship reign with AJ Lee was awesome. I just I love the dynamic of those two. I don't know why. I just I always enjoyed the time that they were together. I, I just felt like AJ was such a great, I guess, crazy chick, if that's the best way to put it. And Daniel just had this, he you know, he had that kind of bit of heel turn there where he got like a really confident arrogant, and I was like, oh, like I see. I knew he had personality. I knew he had. A lot more than he was showing. And, you know, as beating him at WrestleMania in 18 seconds because AJ gave him that good luck kiss and then he turned around and got bro kicked. I didn't see that coming. Like, I was watching WrestleMania and I was like, this is going to be a great match. And then just, boom, bro kick. I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's not, that's, ooh. And, of course, he blames AJ. They go their separate ways and all that stuff. Then, of course, one of my... Probably my favorite things of Daniel Bryan's career, as is probably most people. I think this is when he really got started, really getting over with the uh, with the casual audience, um, as well as the more hardcore fans. Was uh, his time with Team Hell No, (laughs) with Kane, and man, I love Kane. Kane, he's such an underrated performer, in my opinion. I've never seen Kane have a bad match as far as the execution of what he was there to do. Obviously, in his later years as corporate Kane and that, and recently, yeah, maybe he slowed down a bit, but who gives a shit? It's Kane, the fact that he's still doing it. guy who's never never left, just a great talent. So to put Daniel Bryan with him was awesome. The way they did it, you know, Daniel Bryan started having anger issues. Um and so AJ, as the general manager, decided I'm going to send you and Kane to anger management because you both have anger problems. And doing that was just there were some really funny segments that I actually really enjoyed, you know, with Dr. Shelby and that. And then, you know, the whole hug it out thing and people who, uh, you know, maybe know Daniel Bryan a little bit as far as I like, know his personal life a little bit. He hates hugging. He's not a hugger. So the whole Hug It Out thing, I'm pretty sure it was just a rib on Daniel, but it got over with the fans. So, hey, why not? It worked. And, you know, they had a great runner's tag team championships. The whole, you know, I'm the tag team champion. No, I'm the tag team champion. Just great, great, great stuff. I mean, how can you not like that? Anyone who didn't like that, I'm just like, man, like seriously, that, that one Raw where they, uh, they had that little rap segment. And Kane is like doing the bit I'm just like, man, like what the fuck is this? Like what happened like in one regard I'm like, what the hell happened to Kane? You know, he he redebuted under his mask as this big monster and then, you know, this happens. But I loved it. And, you know, they got in the ring and they got they got stuff done, man. Like, who cares if, you know, they were maybe a bit of goofballs outside of the ring sometimes or whatever. Who cares? It showcased the fact that Daniel Bryan could be thoroughly, thoroughly entertaining i think that's what he that's the only thing that was missing with wwe as far as can this guy get over yeah he's an amazing in ring talent he's got a good look a unique look yeah the hardcore you know slash internet fans like him but are our casual fans gonna like him and i think that really helped with a lot of the casual fans who maybe weren't sure on him another thing that i uh really loved with the whole daniel bryan thing is you know those, those yes chants when he came back, you know, when he started doing the yes thing was awesome. You know, I think that got him over in a huge way. You know, his no thing he did before, you know, I loved it too. But the yes, I mean, who doesn't like the yes, 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 yes. Come on. this Who doesn't love that? And I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place here, guys, so forgive me. I'm just trying to hit a couple bullet points as far as things I loved about Daniel Bryan's career. Um, So just kind of bear with me here. Something I have to mention is something that made me respect Daniel Bryan tenfold to the point where I don't think I can respect the guy anymore. (laughs) Um, And that's what happened with Connor the Crusher, Um, you know. That young uh, boy who unfortunately lost his battle with cancer, uh, I think it was two, two years ago. Um, his dream was to meet Daniel Bryan. He met Daniel Bryan. It was awesome. They invited him to WrestleMania 30 just to kind of give Connor something to hold on to, you know. And it just Daniel Bryan, the way that he interacted with Connor and that was just amazing. And that's something that I really uh, respected. And I think that got him even more over with the fans. And I didn't even know that was possible. Obviously, WrestleMania 30 was—you know—it was Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania. It was yeselmania you know, as uh, Jerry Lawler put it. You know, having that match with Triple H—it was an amazing match that he won. Friggin' Triple Threat match he had with Randy Orton and Batista were amazing. Anyone who talks shit about Batista and his re- his run back, yeah, maybe. It was kind of weird the way they did it. Him winning the rumble was a bad idea and all that kind of shit. But Batista tapping out to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania was a big deal. The fact that Batista did that and he was happy to do that, he said it on Talkers Jericho. He's just like, you know, like I don't care. I was happy to do it. Like he's an amazing talent. And people say, oh well, they didn't put him over. So you fucking kidding me? He tapped out to him at WrestleMania, WrestleMania Thirty, okay? So that's just, that's another thing. But Daniel Bryan winning the, uh, well, both belts, I guess, technically, this the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and then the World Heavyweight Championship. That was a big deal, man. That was huge. And he's celebrating. It's an amazing moment. And then he looks to this, you know, ringside and he sees Connor sitting there. And, of course, who is the first person that he goes to is Connor. And of course, after he recaptures the whole thing, I'm like crying. I'm crying thinking about this almost right now. You know, him saying to Connor, like, you know, you helped me achieve this and thank you so much for giving me strength and you know, please keep fighting and all that. I'm just like, Fuck, like, how 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 much more over can you get other than, you know, being so wonderful to a boy with you know, who's unfortunately having a fight with cancer, you know? And I mean, it was, it just was the worst when that, that poor boy passed away, you know, and the, I think they did a, a mention on Raw, and you could tell Daniel Ryan was just torn up about it. So, you know, he's human. And I was like, okay, like, this guy's just over his shit. Like, he didn't do that to get over, obviously, but it it definitely helped, um, you know, then unfortunately, Due to, you know, his neck injuries, he did have to... They stripped him of the title, which was, you know, a a good angle in the sense of... I'm like, man, when he comes back, it's going to be great. He came back to the Royal Rumble, that famous Royal Rumble, uh, and lost, (laughs) of course. He was thrown out, as was everyone that everyone wanted to win. And uh, Roman Reigns went over in that Rumble, of course. You know, uh, that that is what it is. The fans were not happy. They wanted Daniel Bryan and at that point I think for some I had this weird feeling uh, I said to you know some of my buddies I don't think we're going to see Daniel Bryan a whole lot anymore well not necessarily a whole lot but as far as I don't know how much time he has left you know yeah he's only 34 years old or 33 at the time or whatever but you know I know all the injuries he's had I knew about all his concussions prior I'm like man It's got to be getting risky for him to get in the ring at this point. There's no way it isn't. All the issues they were having with getting him cleared, and that I'm like, man, how much more can he go? There was, I think, there was a small part of me that almost was scared. Like, I'm like, you know, I don't want to see Daniel Bryan like get paralyzed or something or something like that, like something extreme to happen in the ring. So I was kind of, in a way, I almost didn't want to see him in the ring. Every time I saw him, I was almost scared because I was like, man, like just be careful with them, you know, I've just, it freaked me out, I don't know why, I think it's just because I, you know, I have so much respect for what the guys and girls do in the ring, I know how serious it is, as far as, I've seen enough injuries in that, in my time as a wrestling fan, and enough careers ended by injury, that it freaks me out, I take that shit very, very seriously. Now, leading up to WrestleMania 31, if I remember correctly, I didn't do a whole lot of research or anything before I did this. I just quickly jotted down some bullet points that, of things of his career. I wanted to mention, like I said before, um, I think he had some issues getting cleared for certain Raws and that. And I know we saw him and stuff, but I don't, I don't remember him wrestling a whole, whole lot. And then, you know, when it was announced that he would be at WrestleMania 31 in that awesome ladder match uh, for the vacated uh, Intercontinental Championship I was very excited. I wanted to see Daniel Bryan wrestle. I know the fans were pumped. I wanted to see him win that title. Because at the end of the day, the Intercontinental Championship is actually one of my favorite titles. And yeah, maybe over the last few years, it did lose a bit of prestige as far as it not meaning as much. But at the end of the day, to me, that's, that's one of the most prestigious titles you can win. And it's one of the best titles you can win. To me, being the Intercontinental Champion says, hey, I'm one of the best workers on this roster, okay? And them giving you that title is basically, you know, it's one of their ways. They're they're saying, hey, you're the workhorse. Yeah, you're the mid-card champion, quote-unquote, but a lot of people, some of the favorite matches are, you know, the Intercontinental Championship matches. I love them. So Brian winning that championship in that match, it was a little sad in one regard to see how far he had fallen from the year before. not necessarily fallen but almost where he was kind of forced to be i think due to his injury especially because he was stripped of the championship the match he had a great showing in the match that one spot with him and dolph ziggler where they were just headbutting each other i'm not gonna lie i was kind of a little freaked out by it only because i knew like i'm like dude like he should not be doing that Uh, and i'm sure it was probably his idea but i'm just like man like I think I even said it to my my two buddies, Brandon and Ryan. I'm like, guys, like, he shouldn't be doing that, you know. Um, but he did because he's a he's a worker, and it's what he loves, and so that's what he did. He wanted to have the you know the match of his career, and unfortunately, kind of was the pretty much the last match, as far as his last you know quote unquote pay per view main event match. So. You know, They stripped him of his IC title. He went away for a long time. I don't remember exactly how long it was. A few months maybe. And then there was a lot of rumors lately. um, Of him coming back in the rumble. And. There was just a part of me that knew. I'm like we're not seeing him in the rumble. You know. I'll be surprised if we see him wrestle ever again. At this point. Because of how long it was taking. For him to get cleared. I know he was getting so frustrated and Royal Rumble happened. It was a great rumble. Um, the big surprise of the night was uh you know was not Daniel Bryan returning. And I know a lot of fans were pissed about it, but I think, you know, them bringing out AJ Styles kind of it definitely took the heat off everything. And then um you know, I read an article of him at some point donating his hair to cancer children and I'm just like, "Man, like seriously?" Like, how much more can this guy, you know, what more can this guy do to be just a wonderful person? I don't get it. I'm sitting here smiling about because I'm just like, man, like, shit, like, you're breaking my heart here, ride Bryan. Um, and then, you know, there was rumors that he was going to be on Raw in, uh, in Washington. I mean, why wouldn't he be? And uh, then he announced on Twitter he was retiring. And um, yeah, it sucked. Uh, as I said in the intro, um, I wasn't. Surprised as much, I almost had a f- weird feeling of relief for some reason. If that makes any sense, not because oh I don't want to see him wrestle anymore. I hate Daniel Bryan. Nothing like that at all. Just I knew how bad it was, and I knew that if there if he was getting this much trouble being cleared, there's something seriously seriously wrong. Um, and then uh, I think I just read something. Uh, this morning about apparently he was having seizures in that due to his concussions. And I'm like, Hey, that's not like that explains a lot, but you know, hopefully maybe that, that may not even be true. I don't, I don't believe much. I read on the internet as far as wrestling related unless it's on we.com Some people were saying this has to be a work or something, you know, there's no way he's actually retiring. It's Daniel Bryan. Come on. He's only 34 years old there's no way even my good buddy uh Brandon from your average noob um i think he was on twitter oh it's a work brother it's a work you know and i'm just like man like uh he felt like a goof afterwards but it was denial man so many people were in denial that he was actually retiring and it wasn't until he came out and you know he had that little retirement speech and it was uh it was heartbreaking you could see it in his face that he wanted to just break down and he didn't he kept it together i wouldn't have been able to i have no idea how he did and um he was pulling up my heartstrings a lot of people were saying you know they were crying the whole time and everything and i kept it together well almost you know he had his little piece and uh everyone came out on the ramp and were applauding him i think the fact that vince came out was cool and was front and center you know, a lot of his buddies from the indies. You know, I saw AJ Styles was pretty much front and center, too. I know the two of them had a bit of a history as well. Um, and it was just a cool moment. You know, obviously Bree, his wife, came out and, you know, kind of gave him a hug. And he, you know, made sure he slapped hands with everyone at ringside. You know, they had that little thing on the WWE network for him. The thing that got me was uh, he was hugging all the commentators and. I don't know if Cole and him were buddies, but just him and Cole, they kind of had that quick little embrace, and you just heard, heard Cole just say, you know, Cole just says to damn Ryan. He kind of whispers it to him. He says, I love you, kid. I don't know if he meant for people to hear that or not, but I fucking had a tear rolling down my face when he said that. I I don't know why, just for some reason. I think it was a respect thing, like... You know, Cole's watched his career and, you know, people can say whatever the fuck they want about Michael Cole, but man, him, him saying that, especially knowing that people were probably going to hear him, he didn't care. And that was a beautiful moment, you know, JBL talking about the fact that he basically had to do the same thing, not quite to the same extent, but you know, JBL knows how hard it is and it was just a really cool moment. The best way to go out, as far as in you know, in your home area, in front of your home fans, you know, your you know your wife and your family at ringside, and your friends at ringside, you know that that's the best way. I guess you can go out. That was a moment on Raw that uh, we really witnessed something special, and I hope everyone realizes that. I hope everyone kind of stopped and realized, as as much as it sucked. And it was just bittersweet. It was a a moment, the way that man had control of that audience. You know, again, it was not a promo or anything like that. But just it shows how over Daniel Bryan was, and how amazing of a competitor he was, and how he should be remembered. And everything I've talked about here today, that's how I'm going to remember Daniel Bryan. You know, um, there was a picture that uh, has been circulating the internet of when he I'm not sure if it was when he got backstage or before he went on WWE said it was before he went on but that didn't really make any sense to me I think it was when he just got back he got back and in the back and there's a picture of him just basically on the floor bawling his eyes out you you could tell and Bree was consolidating him and I'm just like fuck like broke my heart because you know how much that sucks for him so you know how much, you can just see it in his face, how, you know, how much he loves it. And he said in his thing, you know, I have loved this more than I've loved anything. And uh, that's crappy. <laughs> um, but hopefully uh, his health is good and this is a good thing for him. And hopefully, you know, like I said, he's around in some capacity. I'd love to see him in NXT, like I said, as a trainer. I think I think that'd be a beautiful place for him. I think he'd really enjoy that. And it might help, help him get in the ring a little bit. You never know. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me here today. Thank you so much for clicking play on my Daniel Bryan tribute episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And I wish Daniel Bryan nothing but the absolute best. Hopefully, we'll see him in some capacity in WWE in the future. I'll catch you guys later. The only thing I've got left to say is thank you, Daniel Bryan.